Hello, everyone, and welcome to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and our guest today is Gail Thackeray. Gail is a psychic medium and the host of a documentary series called Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys. Raised in Yorkshire, England, she travels the world to visit legendary spiritual healers and supernatural places and share her experiences. Gail has received profound spiritual downloads, and her key mission is to help people align with Divine Source and know its healing powers. She wrote a book and a documentary film about John of God, the legendary Brazilian healer. Both the book and the film are called John of God, Just a Man. Welcome, Gail. I'm so delighted you could join us. Thank you, Miriam, for having me. I'm so excited. You know, you're both a medium and a healer in your own right. Why did you decide to visit John of God? Well, um, well, actually, I was pretty normal until I was about 40, and I suddenly had this uh, life-changing experience. Um, so I was already a medium and doing teaching Reiki healing, and I heard about this guy, John of God, and I thought, wow, he sounds fantastic, you know, it'd be wonderful to go and see him, but out of interest, you know. I thought you had to have, like, a cancer or something, you know. A lot of people go to him when they've got some, you know, major health issue, and they go for healing. So I thought, I'd love to go, but I don't really have a reason to go. But I ended up going anyway, um, out of interest, and I got down there, and found that it was just profound, and it was not all about physical healing. You know, the first people I met, I said, you know, why are you here? And they said, oh, you know, I had cancer five years ago. And I said, oh, did it come back or something? And they said, oh, no, 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 I'm completely cured. But, you know, I come back every year just just because this place is amazing. Hmm. And I kept hearing that over and over. People would say, oh, I had this physical thing, and I came, and I was healed, but now I come. Um, you know, just once in a while. And it's not just about physical healing. It's about anything in your life. It's about emotional things in your life. You can go to John of God and say, oh, I got an issue with my relationship. I got an issue with my business. Um, as well as, you know, I've got a bad leg or a bad hip or whatever it is. And what I found was that these people were getting healings on a deep, full level. They were coming out feeling like they had a purpose in life, feeling rejuvenated. So, you know, even if they were going for something physical, they got a whole lot more than they ever thought they were going to get. And people coming out also with a you know, deeper sense of spirituality, they felt more connected. Mm. And now, what this, yeah, sorry? Oh, carry on. I think this is what this is about is that even if you've got something physically wrong with us, it's not just about that. I mean, why do you get something like cancer? Why have you got an ailment in your life? And I think it's we choose to have certain experiences, and a lot of it's about our energy field. So, you know, the reason we've got something, you can have a cancer removed, and then it might come back a few years later. And, you know, if you remove it physically, great, you know, you got rid of that part of it. But did you really address the reason why you had it in the first place, you know, the underlying energy of it. Why did you bring that to your life? So you might have got rid of it for a while, but did you really resolve the the underlying issue? And when you have a spiritual healing, you're not just talking about getting rid of the physical surface stuff. You're talking about, you know, dissolving whatever it is, why you had that, and dissolving that. And when you dissolve those things, and we all have stuff, I mean, you know, we'd be an angel if we didn't have things. 
we collect thoughts and feelings from when we're young, things that happen to us, even past life things. You know, nobody's life is perfect. We all have these little issues. And some of us, you know, we, we want to kind of really go into it and we have bigger issues. But it's all in our energy field. And when you have a spiritual healing, you're talking about shifting the energy so that it's gone completely. And that's why people feel fantastic when they have a spiritual healing. Well, I I want to delve more deeply into your understanding of the process. I suppose as long as we've started uh, discussing it now, we can we can continue along this line. I want to get back to to John of God, but um, my question is: when you do a physical healing or the the healing of a physical ailment? Is it at the DNA level or is it, as you say, at the spiritual level of causality or both? Well, both. I mean, you know, we think that we're physical beings. We touch ourselves and we feel physical, but we know from science that it is just molecules vibrating and that we're really made of energy with tiny, tiny little electrons that it's really 99.999% space. It appears physical to us, but it's really not. And I believe that we are an energy field and that around our body we also have, you know, an extra energy field. We just can't see it. And I believe when spiritual healing takes place, it's shifting an energy vibration. So if you have, uh, say, something in your uterus, you've got fibroids, it's a physical thing that's there. It probably started a long time before on your outer energy field. And that area of your body is going to tell you that that's to do with relationships. Every area of your body is going to be certain energy vibration with what's in your life. And that area would be relationships. So I see a lot of people that have abdominal issues or, you know, something with their, their womb, like fibroids, or, you know, it could be intestines. That's always going to be some past relationship stuff that's gone on. So... That, you know, is probably you met somebody and, you know, things wonderful and then you start arguing and, and it gets to you and you never really resolve. You never really get to the point where you say, okay, well, I had that experience and it wasn't very nice, but, you know, I learned from it and I moved on. You know, we, we hold on to things, you know. We look back on our relationships and we don't go, oh, yeah, that was horrible, but, yeah, I love and like that person. You know, we look back and we go, I can't believe that person did that to me. And we hold on to those things. Mm-hmm. I call them triggers. Something your mom said when you were seven that might not be that big of a deal, but to you it really hurt. And that feeling, the energy, is around you. And you will continue to live in that vibration and bring those things that resonate with that. Until so, you really dissolve that lesson. And if you don't, it will get stronger and stronger until it becomes something physical in your body. So I really think that whatever we have physically has actually started in our energy fields. So So when you have a spiritual healing, you're talking about shifting that vibration. I mean, the good news is if it's just energy, then it can be shifted instantly. You can change that energy vibration and it can be gone instantly on a DNA level, on a physical level, on an everything level because you're talking about going to the sole reason that you had it. And if you're willing to accept it, and that's the thing, is not everybody 
no, not everybody. You know, some people go to John God and have miracles happen. You know, they'll be cured instantly of something. They'll get out of wheelchair and start walking. And other people may have something that's, you know, seems kind of insignificant. You think they'd be healed of right away and they have a more difficult time. And that's, he says he does half the work. We've got to do our half of the work. And what he means by that is, we've got to look at our life as to what we need to change, what we need to process and get through. And if we're not willing to do our half of the work, you know, that thing might keep coming back or keep, keep experiencing it. Mm. Actually, my husband had a client, uh, my husband's a hypnotherapist, and he had a client who went to see John of God in stage four prostate cancer. And he came back healed, but John of God told him that he had to sell his business and, you know, devote his life to doing good works. And he did. So uh, this really su- supports what you were saying about changing the circumstances that caused the illness in the first place. And some people will go to John of God and they will get a healing and they'll come home great. And then a year or so later, the thing comes back because they really did not change their way of thinking and whatever they were doing that caused that. Mm. So um, let's get back to John of God. How would you describe him as a person? Well, he's, he's a man called John, and these things started happening to him when he was very young. He actually incorporates spirits. You know, I say I'm a medium, which means I can connect in and get messages from the other side. He's what they call a soul trance medium, meaning spirits actually incorporate his body and take over his body. And he completely goes to sleep, doesn't remember any of it. And you can go up and see him, and when you go to see him, he's John of God. That's when they call him John of God, meaning he's a spirit. So you're not actually seeing John the person. You're actually going to see whatever spirit is there that day, and there's several different ones that work with him. And, and people that work around him will kind of recognize their personalities. Um, and they are, you know, people that were... Um, alive in maybe the 1800s and you know now they're in spirit and they'll come through and they'll incorporate um john the man he is a rancher he has a wife he's got businesses you know he says it's you know he incorporates they come in he does his work he doesn't remember anything you know and then he goes home and you know he's a normal person Mm -hmm. so i brought john of god to toronto did a big event there and i spent time with him and I think, honestly, sometimes these spirits come and go anyway, because we'd be sitting having breakfast and we'd be having one conversation, and then all of a sudden his eyes would roll back and, and clearly somebody else was coming in and it'd be a conversation with somebody else. So I find that I can't really... Sometimes I'm not really sure if it's a spirit in there or not. <laughs> <laughs> we did a DVD and we got to interview him, which is very, very rare. You know, Oprah tried over and over to get him to come out and to interview him, and she finally had to fly down to Brazil to get her interview. Um, but we got to interview him. And, you know, whether it was John the man or John incorporated with spirit, I have, I have a feeling John incorporated with spirit. Uh-huh. And when you see the interview, I mean, people said when they watched the movie, they, they just, you know, they're watching the movie and they look in his eyes and they, you can feel this energy coming through. And people have said they watched the movie and they felt themselves being worked on. Like they felt, you know, warm feeling and, and all of a sudden their hand starts working and really amazing things just from 
watching the movie. I thought it was fascinating. There was one shot of him. I mean, normally he's got these dark, dark eyes. There was one shot of him with these very light turquoise eyes. Well, this is another thing. And, you know, we interviewed uh, Deepak Chopra and a bunch of uh, doctors. And we said, how do you explain this? And they said, well, you know, we can explain a lot of things. But when he actually changes physical features and his eyes go from brown to blue, how do you explain that? Because that's his body changing on a molecular level. And these physical surgeries he does, he takes people up on stage and he will... He, he asks for volunteers. I mean, you don't, he doesn't select people to do this, but anybody wants to volunteer and says, look, I don't really believe you can heal me by just, you know, touching me or looking at me. I want a physical surgery. And he'll take a few people up on stage, and he will physically operate on them, meaning he takes a surgical knife and he cuts them open, and, you know, he does things with them. He maybe takes some things out and then sews them up. And these people are standing there, no anesthetic, no nothing, and I've had my clients volunteer. In, in fact, in the movie, I end up actually volunteering. Um, and you'll sew them up with a needle, and they don't flinch. They don't feel anything. You ask them, they say it was just this warm, loving feeling. And he's literally operating on them with the knife, cutting into them. Now, and you doctor said, this is, I mean, this is just incredible. And he will invite doctors to come up and, you know, watch him closely. And mm-hmm. anybody that goes down there, you can walk right up to him. It's not like it's hidden in its sleight of hand. I mean, you can volunteer if you want. Now, he says himself that you, you can fool people for maybe a year or two, but he's been doing this for 55 years. He's been studied um, by the CIA even, and they invited him to work for them, but he refused, which I find rather amusing. Um, tell us about your operation. Why did you decide to opt for the physical operation? And why did you have the kind of extremes of pain and anesthesia that you experienced? Well, you see, the thing is, I, I, uh, we were shooting a movie, and we were interviewing a lot of people who had these different surgeries. And I didn't, you know, a bit of everything. And I thought, you know, tried everything. I woke up one morning and just, you know, in my mind thought, hey, you know, I haven't tried a physical surgery. Maybe I should try one. I wonder what it feels like. And I'm thinking, oh, the eye thing, that looks kind of easy. He takes a knife and he scrapes your eye. And I thought, well, if you're kind of meditative and maybe it's sleight of hand, maybe it doesn't really actually touch you, I could probably do that. I'm going to ask him. Now, you're not really supposed to ask for a surgery. But I did. I go and I said, you know, we're doing this movie. I would like to have a physical surgery to see what it feels like. <laughs> so I actually said, you know, I have issues with my eyes wearing glasses. Um, you know, when, I, when I'm on the computer, I need reading glasses. Can you fix that? And he's laughing like he knows exactly. And he said, yeah, come up on stage. And he does this physical surgery. Now, I've interviewed lots and lots of people, and they said, it's very strange, but you don't feel anything. It looks weird. You see everything. You see him coming at your eye, but you, know, you don't feel any pain. It's just this kind of warm feeling. So I'm sitting on stage, and he comes over, and I'm feeling subdued. He, he did put this kind of almost like a slight trance over me, and he comes over with a kind of like a kitchen knife, and he puts my head back, and he starts scraping my eyeball. There's a couple of scrapes he does. I'm thinking, well, it's strange, but I don't feel anything. Then he comes back to scrape my eye. And this is absolute agony. And he's scraping and scraping, and I'm going, oh, 
oh my goodness, this is not a joke. This guy's really scraping my eyeball with a kitchen knife. And this hurts like heck. And in my mind, I'm saying to the spirit, what is going on here? I'm supposed to have spiritual uh, anesthetic. I'm supposed to not feel anything. I'm screaming at the spirits, hey, come on. And, and, and then I'm at the point where I'm about to just get up and say, oh, this is ridiculous. And I actually heard the spirit say, okay, you can have some anesthetic. And I just went all kind of woozy, felt wonderful and warm. And he's still scraping my eye, but now I don't feel it. Now I can still feel because the fan is blowing and I can feel the fan and I can feel his fingers, but no pain. Hmm. So, you know, be careful what you ask for, because I ask what it's like to feel like. (laughs) And I I think it was to prove to me, I think there was still the element of doubt, you know, is it real? And I think they showed me, oh, no, it's real. Look, we'll show you it's real, and then we'll give you the anesthetic. And I think that was really what, you know, put me over the edge and absolutely convinced me that there was something spiritual going on. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about the entities that um, not only uh, inhabit John of God, incorporate within John of God to do the operations, but also that seem to do healing among the people. Uh, tell us about the experience of the Casa, the, well, the, the current room. Entity. Yeah, they say there's one entity, meaning one spirit that comes and is inside the body of John of God one at a time, but there are thousands that are there at the casa. And he asked that people sit in meditation with him, and this is a great place when they're sitting there in meditation, a lot of the spirits will come round and do healing. So it's not about the one spirit that's inside John of God, and he expresses this. It's about, you know, the whole place is a healing center. And if you have a spiritual surgery, it's kind of like a, a blessing, a meditation, and then he sends you back to your hotel room for 24 hours. Well, I had this thing done, and, you know, it's just kind of a light little meditation. You go back to your hotel room, and that's, for me, where the work started. And as a medium, I actually saw these spirits coming in the room. And they would, they would make me feel very tired, and they would work on me. And I'd see one at a time coming in, and I'd be, oh, who are you, and what are you doing? And, uh, you know, and they, to me, they didn't do work there all the time. They'd take, like, shifts and want to come in and work on something. And I felt like they were working on my chakras. They were starting at my base chakra, which is your family area. And they were talking to me about, you know, think about what happened with your dad. You know, my dad passed away when I was young. And think about this to happen in your family. And they were telling me about different experiences and, and let me kind of life review it. And then they went up to relationship areas and they were saying, look at this relationship and look at this relationship. And they were interacting with me. It was incredible. So for me, it wasn't so much the going in front of John of God and the standing in front of him. It was really the experience, the whole experience of being there and communicating with these spirits. And even people that are not that sensitive feel and see things when they're there. I have a lot of clients that, you know, would like to be clairvoyant but never really seen anything and had big openings when they've been there and have felt a lot more and seen a lot more than they ever have. Do you believe in negative entities? Yeah, I think there are negative entities. I think, you know, when people die and they go to the other side, they don't all become um, angels. I think, you know, just like here on Earth, there's, you know, maybe some lower level uh, energies and some, some higher ones, and it's the same on the other side. 
I do think that at the cars, or there's this like field of protection, and I think when you're there it, and it's in session, there is like this protective zone, and there's only beautiful white energies that come in. Because I was a little afraid when I first went, like, oh, I wonder if there's anything you know, negative going to come inside me or anything like that. But there's not. It's a very loving feeling. But I do, I do feel like there are negative entities that exist. And this sounds really weird, but I do feel like sometimes we get attachments. Sometimes there's actual ghosts or beings that attach to our energy. And people that go to John of God for healing, often what's happening is that they're removing this. And I, I know that sounds really weird, but, you know, if somebody, let's say, you know, really deeply depressed, um, you know, maybe they're taking a lot of, like, say, overdoing prescription drugs or something, they could attract an entity, a spirit, that wants, is, is kind of stuck on this earth plane in that same vibration and comes to them and hangs around them and, and then makes them feel worse. And sometimes we get sick because we've kind of gotten this zone and we've attracted these things. And I know it sounds like exorcism and it sounds really scary, but I do believe it is true. And well, you actually the- described in your book um, that you were feeling pain on the side of your face and you thought that it was the extraction of an attachment. Well, I had, not long before I went to Son of God, I had had an experience where I had tried to do a clearing on a haunted house. Now, as a medium, I'd often get asked to, oh, can I do this TV show? You know, we want to communicate in this haunted house, and, and then we clear these negative energies. And I was always kind of a little afraid of that stuff. And I had this experience with this house, and I brought in people I knew to kind of clear it and stuff. And anyway, I'd had this thing. I thought, you know what? I know enough about this. I can do this. I'm going to go over there now. You know, I took, went over with some sage and some holy water, and I tried clearing this house. And I had this weird kind of experience where I felt like I'd taken on this thing. And so after I had this eye surgery at John of God, I started to feel this pain on the left side of my face. And it was really kind of scary. And I went back to Casa the next day and said, you know, why have I got this pain on the side of my face? And he actually said, because you had something attached and that we were removing that. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of so, a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I do feel like you can, we can all, we all have this ability. I mean, you know, people like John of God are very special um, spiritual healers. But we can all, we all have this, uh, it's our divine right to be connected and to be healed. So you don't always have to like go see somebody else to have this done. I think that you can do a prayer, you can do a meditation, and you can say, you know, I want to connect in with beautiful white spirits. I always ask for protection, beautiful white spirits, that want to come in and work with you. And you can, you know, talk to the other side and say, I'd like somebody who's going to help me. I'd like a, you know, divine source. I'd like a spirit that wants to help me. I've got this issue in my life. I've got this issue in my life. Can you please help dissolve that. And they will. So I think if we're strong enough, we can do it ourselves at home. You know, because sometimes we get a little overwhelmed and, you know, we feel like we need to go see somebody else. But don't think that, like, only certain people can do this. This is something that we're all, we're all connected to divine source. We're all part of this other world. We all have these beautiful spirits that are working with us. And most of the time, 
we just, we're not aware of it and we don't think about asking for help. We'll ask for others and we'll pray for their help, but we don't ask for ourselves. And especially if it's something like, you know, financial issues or something to do with relationships. You know, we don't sit and pray about that. So I think that, you know, the more we can do that ourselves, that by saying, what are my triggers? What, what are my issues that I've got going on? You know, what do I still hold on to? Look at, look at your childhood, look at your parents, look at your past relationships. And when you think about them, is there still issues that you go, oh, that really irked me? And try your best to get past that and say, well, I invited that experience for a reason. I learned from it. I don't really need to keep going with that. And I think the more you do that and you ask for help from the other side, the more you can dissolve that energy. And you'll be surprised at how your health issues clear up and how your emotional issues clear up. So is this approach any different than what we would normally call prayer? No, I think prayer is, it is the same thing. So, you know, whether you, you know, believe God is a man sitting on a throne that you pray to, whether you believe it's a white energy, I believe it's all the same. So the idea is to open up your heart and say, you know, I want some help with this and to invite it in and know that you are deserving of it and that you can get help and you deserve help. We're supposed to be here on this life to have a physical existence that is wonderful and happy. We throw ourselves these challenges just to make it a little bit more exciting. You know, we want to experience all sides of life. But the idea is to get through these things quickly and to move on and to, you know, get the experience from it, but not to sit, you know, um, going over and over something until it really makes us sick. Um, So to me... Um, the best healing starts at home. To, you know, know that you are a wonderful person, that you are here to have a great mission in life. You, you were here, you've got an amazing purpose in life, and you've got all the help around, the, the spirits that are around you, your team that's wanting to work with you, and that we can all get that. <laughs> It's interesting when you think of the team that's working with John of God, um, we tend to think, oh, well, uh, you know, he's special, so he has people, entities helping him. But uh, you're saying that we all have entities available to help us if we just approach them and ask. And, and the entities from John of God will work with you if you ask. When on one, the first time I went to John of God, I went in front of him and I asked a business question. I had a business and I was having some problems with it and I had a, my brochure and I went to him and I asked about it. And he said, yeah, yeah, okay, go, go, okay, you're healed. And I thought, he didn't really do anything, I didn't say anything or, you know, I was expecting, you know, to touch me and tell me something, right? So he put me in this little room where they say a closing prayer, and, you know, thank you for the healing, and thank you to the spirits. And then two minutes later, they would leave. So I'm sitting in this room thinking, wow, I didn't really, you know, that wasn't much, I didn't really get anything. <laughs> as, as I'm sitting there, not in a meditating mood at all, it was like the ceiling opened up and this white light came down over me, and this amazing, amazing, loving feeling came through me. And just took my breath away, and I just started crying, but with happiness. And this voice came to me, and looked like a man standing there, and the voice said, but what is your higher purpose? 
meaning, you know, why do you care about all this business stuff? If it's meant to be, it'll fall into place. But this, this feeling, this is, this is what you should be striving for. This is what it's all about. And I said, wow, I want to share this with people. And the voice came back and said, so be it. Mm. Sounds really weird, but I felt like that day, that was God that I talked to. So I probably go back and try to do it every day. You know, never is quite the same. But I come back from LA. I come back to LA, and I had a like a weekly, a weekly kind of a meditation group. And I'd have different speakers coming. And I said, okay, this week I, I'm back from John of God, so I'm going to take it and I'm going to show you some photos from John of God. Nothing really special. But I put out this email, and normally I'd have about 30 people show up. So a few minutes later, I get a call from a woman that said. What was in your email? I said, what do you mean? She said, I'm on my computer. I opened up your email. And it was like this white light came over me. And I felt this amazing feeling. And I've had problems with my hand for years. And all of a sudden, my hand's working. Then I get an email from somebody else that says, I don't know what happened, but I opened your email. And I felt this white light. And I've had this issue with my back. And now my back feels great. So that night... Like 130 people show up, and they're all like, I don't know, did you feel it? I felt this white light, and I got a healing. And and I said, look, I don't know what's going on here. But, you know, something to do with John of God and the Kaza, and let's just do a prayer and ask that we, you know, we, we feel touched and we get that healing. And the most amazing healings happened, and people for months later would tell me, these spirits are connected to me from John of God. All I have to do is think about it, and they help me come. They, I see them. They're, they're there. And I think it is. And even, even people listening to this show today, if they're saying, hey, I'm open to that. I'd like to feel that. I'd like to receive that. And they just open their heart. And just, just the fact that they're interested, and they say, yeah, I want that. And these spirits will come. And it's there and connected to all of us. So I really believe that all you really need to do is say, okay, I'd like some help. And you just put it out there and miraculous things will happen. Do you think that because you're a medium and open anyway, that your ability to channel this energy is um, uh, much greater um, then, you know, then other people. And that's what makes you a healer It is primarily the ability to channel this energy. And, and how has it, how do you think your experience at the Casa changed this ability? Well, you know, I was already doing, doing mm-hmm. healing and doing like Reiki healing. And I do, you know, I would do stage and I'd ask people to come up and I would maybe do kind of a Reiki thing on them and they'd feel much better. After I went to see John of God, I was doing events and people were showing up at my event and they were getting healings. They never came up. They never, I never touched them. I just talked to them and somehow they kind of opened their heart and they'd say, look, I, I, and you never met me, but I was in your audience and I had throat cancer and, and I'm healed. I had people that said they wanted to come to my event, couldn't get in. It was too full, went home and got a healing at home. So I, I do think that I've been blessed that, you know, I, I found this connection and that, uh, you know, I'm open to it and it works. But, you know, equally, I found that, you know, many people have come to see me as soon as I've talked to them about that. Uh, 
you know, they've read my book about John of God, and they're telling me through the book. Just because when they were reading the book, you know, their mind went down to the cars, and they started thinking about it, fantasizing, and they're opening up their heart and allowing it to come in, and they're getting healings. Other people buy my book, not even read it, put it under their pillow, and receive a healing in the middle of the night. So I don't think you have to be a medium or psychic to receive it. You just have to be open and to ask. Uh, whether you feel the spirits coming in, whether you sense it so much. You know, people who are more energy sensitive maybe can feel things or see things more than other people. But it doesn't mean to say they receive a better healing. Mm-hmm. They just don't maybe don't notice it. Maybe they're not as in tune to, you know... Some people are just generally more sensitive to energy. But I think that we can all receive that in a very big way if we just put it out there. And I invite, you know, all you listeners today just to think about something. You know, pick one thing that you'd like to to have help with in your life and just, you know, put it out there. Do a little prayer and say, I'd like to work with any benevolent spirits that want to come in, especially if any of the John of God entities want to help me. And just allow it. Hmm. And it works. You are also an animal communicator, and in your book you say that anyone can do this as well. Uh, how do yeah. they do that? So I was a medium for probably about six months when I discovered that it works on animals too, and it works on animals whether they're in spirit or whether they're alive. I think it's because animals communicate on a much higher consciousness level. Uh, we used to communicate telepathically years ago, and then we've lost that. We've kind of shut down. So they're just more in tune than we are. And a lot of pet owners will say, well, I kind of know what my animal's thinking. I you know, kind of get the feeling from it. But it's not so much deeper than that. They're very much our partners in life, and they resonate with our energy. So you'll find that, you know, your, uh, your dog knows when you're not feeling well, they'll come and sit on your lap. And sometimes they'll even pick up some things, you know, they might have a bad leg, and it might be actually something that's going on in our life. So actually, if people have brought their animals to me for some kind of healing, first thing I'm going to do is to look at the owner and say, okay, you know, what, what on you needs healing? Because usually it's the same thing. Usually it's related. Hmm. You know, my cat's got this throat problem, and he's coughing up hairballs, and it'll turn out that the owner has maybe not got something with their throat, but they're like, you know, biting their tongue, not talking about something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like where it is on our body is going to be a big indication of what emotional thing it was that needs fixing. So if it's around your throat, your thyroid, um, or if you get a little cough, you know, or suddenly you've got a cold, it's actually usually something that we are not talking about. So if you just, you know, get the odd little cough, it's probably something that you've either said negatively recently or, you know, you'd like to say something, but you kind of bit your tongue and didn't say something. If it's something very serious, it's probably been going on for a long time, you know, probably something that happened when you were young, maybe probably a theme that's gone through your life where you're not being able to talk about things, and it's going to come into life physically. Sometimes it starts in a past life. So then it becomes more complicated because you really have a hard time figuring out. And usually it's both. Usually it starts in a past life and then, you know, continues into your early childhood. If you look at the area it is on your body, it will give you a good indication of 
you know, where, why you have that. Sure. There are a lot of uh, good books by, by Carolyn Mace, by Louise Hay, that relate the disease to uh, the particular chakra area. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do a meditation and ask, talk to spirit and say, you know, can you kind of explain what's going on here? And, and just start going through your life and saying, okay, these areas of my life are biggies, usually relationships and family, and think about it. And, you, you know, you might find that they will kind of explain to you why you have something going on and how it is that you can kind of, you know, dissolve that. Now, um, before we go, I, I'd like to go back to the the casa in, in Brazil. Um, if somebody kind of questions whether it would be a good idea for them to go, what would you say to them? What kind of circumstances would you think that it would be uh, advisable for them to go or, or worthwhile? Well, honestly, I think it's worthwhile for anybody because it's not just about the physical healing. I mean, some people go because, you know, they've, they've got something physically wrong with them and it's really the last shot. Doctors have mm-hmm. said nothing else we can do. And so, you know, people go like that. A lot of my clients that go more just go for their own their own purpose in life, just to, you know, to, to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anybody that's interested in, in doing any kind of healing work or spiritual work, you know, they're going to grow uh, very much going to John of God. But I think, you know, anybody that wants, anybody that's thinking about it and has a desire to go, there's a reason they're being drawn to it. And spirit will draw you to it when it's your time. And it's your time to go see John of God, you're going to start seeing articles and uh, you're going to start hearing about John of God and all of a sudden you'll feel yourself drawn there because it's like it's like they know and mm-hmm. people want to go and say well you know I can't really afford to go to Brazil so we'll put it out there and, and usually things will open up and you know but he's not he's not going to be around forever I mean it's a wonderful thing it's a great opportunity that we can go see you know, I'm not saying he's going to retire or anything any minute but if you want to go, you know, now's the time to go. This mm-hmm. is a fantastic opportunity, and who knows how long. Or, or, you know, it's getting busier and busier. There's thousands of people going down there now, and right now you can go in front of him and be with him, and I don't know how much longer you can be able to do that because there are such big groups going. So mm-hmm. if you have a desire to go, you know, it's time to go. You've got a desire because there's a reason that you've been drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And we should point out that he does not charge for his healing. How does he support the casa? Well, they sell crystals at the at the uh, casa shop. Um, when he built the casa, he didn't know why he built it there, but it turned out that in this area are all these crystal mines, and they mine some of them, and they sell them in the shop, which does a couple of things. You know, one, it brings money into the casa, but also uh, you can take those crystals and I bring them home. So I bring crystals back for people and of course they have, they're blessed by entity, they're blessed by John of God and they have amazing energy. So if you can't go to Brazil, the next best thing is to uh, send your photograph down there. If you've got a particular thing you want resolved, I take people's photographs there and he does a personal healing on them. Um, or I do for everybody, I do a free healing. I'm going in uh, September, September 8th and I, I tell people, just go to my site and sign up on my free healing list. And when I go down there, I take my list of names. And I've had lots and lots of people say to me, did you do something on Thursday at 2 o'clock? 
And I was like, yeah, that was right when I was in front of John God. And I take the list of names, and even from a distance, people feel that amazing energy. And I say, when I'm down there, follow me on my blog. I blog every day, and, you know, people stay in touch like that. So even if they can't actually go, they can still, you know, do a prayer every night, put it out there, they're connected, and they feel it, and they receive that amazing energy. So my, my website is just my name, gailsacre.com, and you'll see on there it says free healing list, and you just put your name down, and I'll take it with me to John of God, and I'll, you know, let you know when I'm going and, you know, feel it from a distance. Um, he doesn't actually charge for the healing. Obviously, to go down there, you have to pay for your flight, and I do take trips down there, and it's about $2,000 to go for, you know, your hotel and your food and everything. Wonderful to go down there if you can. But even if you can't, you know, you know, follow along, you can do it at distance, you can put it out there, you can still receive that feeling, that energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did mention that he was going, uh, that you had brought him to Toronto, and I remember he was <clears throat> visiting the States, and he's um, off to Australia shortly, is that correct? He'll be on Australia for the first time, November 22nd. And I have also that information on my site. He does occasionally travel. It, it is nice if you can go. If he's in your town, of course, you might as well go see him. But it is nice to go to Brazil because you're there for a couple of weeks. You're immersed in the energy. It's not just John the man. It's the entire town and the entire experience. So, And you can only do the physical healing, the um, actual incisions, that kind of stuff. He only does in Brazil. He's not allowed to do it when he travels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can afford the trip down to Brazil, it's a once-in-a-lifetime, absolutely life-changing experience. So I really, you know, encourage people, if they can, to do that. You mentioned something in your book that surprised me, that the entities at, uh, at Abhijanya are also healing people who are already in spirit. Why would they need healing? Well, we're all here on earth, we're growing spiritually, we're raising our vibrational energy, we're going through experiences to get closer and closer to that point. Well, when we pass over to the other side, we're still working on ourselves. Or we're going to come back and reincarnate several times and continue working on this side and on the other side until we've got to the, to the highest level where we don't need to come back anymore. The spirits on the other side, the reason the spirits are working with the Kaza is because they are actually working on their karma. They're working on themselves. They're giving back for a reason. So the spirits that are working and coming in through John of God, they are also developing and raising spiritually. Well, I must say that the operations that you show on your uh, DVD are pretty hair-raising. I had to close my eyes the first time I watched the film. I, I couldn't actually watch him slicing into a person and seeing it open up. I mean, th- this is proof, if anybody needed proof, that something amazing is happening. And I think that it is spreading out into the mainstream to the extent that people can no longer deny the reality of the miraculous. What do you think is the greatest legacy of John of God? Well, like you say, I think the physical healing, 
I mean, you can look at the other stuff and you can say, oh, well, it was wishful thinking, or they were just going to get better any, uh, anyway. But when you see the physical healings, and like I said, anybody can just go up and watch them. And when you see that, you know that something is going on. There's no way that that could happen. He invites doctors. A lot of medical doctors go down there uh, out of interest, and he'll invite them to come up on stage and help. And one doctor told me that he was up on stage helping, and he did this surgery on a client. And then as he was about to sew up the client, he handed the needle and thread to the doctor, and he said, you, throw, you sew him up. And the doctor took the needle and thread, and he tried to sew him up, and the needle just snapped off. He said that it was like ice, not cold, but like solid, and it just broke the needle right off. And John and God laughed, threaded the needle, and just sewed it up. There is definitely something there that changes the energy structure, and you can go see it. It's miraculous. And when you see that, that is, to me, what really, really does it for people, and that's why he does these physical healings. Hmm. Yes, yes. I remember seeing a, um, a psychic surgeon in London years ago, and he said that he can do a spiritual healing or a physical healing, and for certain populations, he needs to do the physical healing just to convince them that he's really doing something. And that's just, what John of God says. He says that the actual physical mm. healing is no better than a spiritual healing, but some people just don't believe. Some people are like, I can't believe that. You know, it could actually cut me up and you actually do something. Mm. And it's not just the people that it happens to, but the people watching too. When they're watching that and they see that with their own eyes, then something says to them, hmm, yeah, you know, there is yeah. really something. Okay, now I really can believe it. Indeed. Indeed. So, um... Gail, uh, remind us your website again. My website is my name. It's just gailthackeray.com, G-A-I-L-T-H-A-C-K-R-A-Y.com. The book on Amazon is actually titled Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys, Visiting John of God. Um, but you can also get it on my site. And I also talk on my site. I blog. I do a lot of articles. When I go to John of God, I do blog and share the energy with people, and I have that free list. So I encourage everybody to go and at least get on the free healing list and, you know, start feeling it and start connecting with that energy. Very amazing. Uh, so we have been speaking to Gail Thackeray. She is the author of uh, two books, actually, John of God, Just a Man, and Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys, Visiting John of God, as well as the... What did you do on the DVD? Did you... you obviously, you were in it. Um, did Joseph... Who wrote the script, or who put it together? Joseph Joseph did originally was involved in the healing movie uh, that he did first, which won some awards on John of God. And, uh, and then Joseph and I met in Brazil, and uh, and did the movie together. So I'm the host of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I try to, as a medium myself, you know, then express, well, what, what I feel as a medium? Is there really something going on? What's happening here on a spiritual level as well? Well, I really want to commend the DVD as well. It's an easy way to... Um, absorb the experience of this miraculous entity um, person who is um, John of God and if that doesn't make you a believer nothing will and people often 
say by watching the movie or by reading the book, they actually receive a healing, which is pretty amazing. Pretty darn amazing. Again, we've been speaking with Gail Thackeray. Gail, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me in the room. I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember that our archive is available on demand all over the place, including on Contact Talk Radio, Awakening Zone, New Consciousness Review, of course, iTunes, and most recently on the New Consciousness Media Network, ncmedianet.com. And now we're going to close with our track of the week called Searching for an Angel by Kara Johnstad.
For an Angel by the multi-talented Cara Johnstad. Cara's website is carajohnstad.com. That's K-A-R-A-J-O-H-N-S-T-A-D.com. Well, that wraps up our show for today. I hope you'll join us next week. Until then, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>